So before I could even start a drawing, I have to pick out the colors. You know what I'm saying? Valentino Dixon is telling me about his art studio in Buffalo. The color schemes are so important before I start the drawing. And then I it's full of drawings, verdant landscapes, striking depictions of rolling hills, shimmering ponds, rich sunsets. I put some burgundy, some pinks, some yellow. I got the reflection from the sky into the water. I got this nice bridge with these beautiful palm trees. Valentino got, is excited about the future, and he should be. Collectors have started buying his work, and prices for his art are going up. But Valentino still works in his grandmother's basement, where he also lives. It's humble, but anything would be better than where he used to draw. I got about 100 drawings that that I'm surrounded by that I drew in prison. His last studio was a prison cell. This is Home Made, an original podcast by Rocket Mortgage about the meaning of homes and what we can learn about ourselves in them. I'm Stephanie Fu. In this episode, an artist who discovered his talent behind bars. On June 12, 1992, Valentino Dixon was convicted of a crime he did not commit. The justice system is now clear on this fact. But back then, it didn't look so good for Valentino. It all started in the summer of 91. He was at a big party in the parking lot of Louis Red Hots, a hot dog joint in East Buffalo, when a fight broke out. I didn't take it too serious. Because this types of stuff happen all the time in the inner city. You know, two guys are arguing over a girl. They both are dating the same girl. Valentino was in a bodega grabbing a drink when he heard shots. And then he did what he was trained to do growing up in East Buffalo. He hopped in his car and skidded away. But the next day, cops pulled Valentino over, arrested him, and took him in for questioning. Well, the thing is, is this. There's over 90 people that were there. How do you get this wrong? I felt in my heart that it's gonna, I'm going to be cleared of this. How can it not get cleared up? Valentino was a small-time drug dealer, and he ran with a rough crowd. But he wasn't a murderer. Eight witnesses came forward to say so within 48 hours. Then the killer himself came in and gave a taped confession. But still, without a murder weapon, without evidence or a motive, Valentino was sentenced to 39 years to life. He was only 21 years old. I didn't pay that sentence no mind. There's no way that I'm going to die in prison for something I didn't do. So you weren't even that anxious? I trusted that the system would get it right. I trusted that everything would turn out right. It was too much to comprehend or accept. Valentino was going to prison for a crime he didn't commit, probably for the rest of his life. And he wasn't going to just any prison. He was going to Attica, one of the worst in the country. Guards at other prisons threaten to send their prisoners to Attica when they get out of line. And inmates there rioted in the 70s due to inhumane conditions. Uh, it's six by eight prison cell. There's a thin two-inch mattress on a steel slab of metal. The cell is filthy. It smells like urine. In nighttime, you have mice running all around and roaches. Yeah, this is definitely not a four-star hotel. It's not even two stars. At first, Valentino thought for sure he'd win his appeal, but he was never granted a new trial. The weeks stretched into months. He needed to learn how to survive. And I had older guys that I had met that were talking to me about what I needed to do. What was the best advice that one of those guys gave you? The best advice was to not gamble, uh, not borrow anything from anybody, 
mind your own business, and be careful who you befriend in the penitentiary. Valentino also needed to learn how to carve out his own space in order to stay sane. One of the only things prisoners have control over is their cells. They call their cells their houses. And, experts say, being able to decorate your cell the way you want to, to make it feel like a home as much as humanly possible, that's a vital part of survival in prison. Valentino hung matching colored towels on his lockers and desk and painted the walls white. And I accessorized. That's what we call accessorizing in prison. And on my walls, I had family photos. But, you know, sometimes I would lay in bed at night and say how beautiful my cell looked. He adjusted to prison life eventually, but he never got complacent. He knew he couldn't just languish in there, waiting. I worked pretty hard to get out the whole time I was there. Mm. I'm a fighter, man. I'm going to be creative. I'm going to teach myself. I'm going to read. You know, and before I left prison, I had read, uh, you know, a little over 600 books. Novels to self-help books, business books, anything educational or legal that could in some way help with his release. And he took college courses. But after seven years, Valentino's spirit began to flag. He now understood that he needed new evidence in order to get a retrial. That was something he didn't have. Reality started to set in. He was having trouble finding the one thing he really needed to survive. Hope. He saw what happened when you ran out of that resource. Had friends who killed themselves because they couldn't envision a future. But then someone sent him a life-changing gift. It was a set of colored pencils and a pad of drawing paper from his Uncle Ronnie. You know, he says, you got to start drawing. I says, I don't think so. As a kid, Valentino loved to draw. And he was so good at it that his teacher wanted to enter him into the Our Best art competition. My favorite childhood memory is when I won Our Best. I believe I was 10 years old at the time. The best artist in the whole region of New York State. Wow. And what was the picture? Do you remember? I, I did a watercolor. It was a picture of kids playing in a park. Do you remember what you felt like when you won that award? Well, you know, it, it felt a sense of achievement. And... They gave me a, a scholarship to go to an art school, a summer school program in Buffalo. But Valentino told his uncle, all of that was in the past. And he says, hey, you may have to draw yourself out of prison. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Drawing myself <laughs> out of prison? How's that going to happen? Yeah, he says, if you can reclaim your life, you can reclaim your freedom. And I was like, oh, whatever. Valentino just laughed at him. Freedom. What a joke. About a month later, I think, after we had that conversation, it resonated in my brain. Freedom, freedom. I can draw myself. So I, I took a chance and I drew a rose. And all the other inmates were like, you know how to draw? <laughs> I said, yeah, I used to draw a little bit. They said, oh, wow, you're really good. Oh, wow. In a dark place where nothing grows, this might as well have been a real rose. Encouraged by the other inmates, Valentino started drawing every day. Images out of old National Geographics. Animals, plants, people. Anything. He would put on his headphones, and as he drew, he would imagine himself on the outside, traveling to France, Spain, anywhere other than Attica. I'm wherever I want to be. I'm living this fantasy. What music were you listening to when you're thinking of all these thoughts and drawing? Well, okay. Uh, Elton John's Rocket Man. Mm, 
That's a good one. Yeah, I'm gonna be high as a kite Biden. <laughs> and he wants to leave this earth. He wants to go to another planet. You know, he can accomplish what he needs to accomplish because nobody can stop him. He's a rocket man. Mm-hmm. Drawing was meditative. It put him in a state of flow, allowed him to think. Yes, definitely. You know, so it wasn't just drawing the pictures. That's one thing. Of course, it's therapeutic, but it also allowed me to grow and to transform myself. So now I'm upset with myself. Why the hell you start selling drugs? What is wrong with you? And if you weren't selling drugs, none of this wouldn't have happened. The police wouldn't have came after you. None of this would have happened to you. So now you got to make this, you got to make your life right. You got to get yourself together totally. You know, you're innocent of this crime, but you got to, you got to make something yourself with this artwork. Valentino started drawing for 10 hours a day. And over time, he became known as the resident artist. Other inmates asked him for pictures to decorate their own cells, their own houses. And he helped them in other ways, too. Valentino's friends and family printed the roses he drew on greeting cards. He created a website where people could buy them. And he used some of the money he earned to pay off his fellow inmates' debts. But then Valentino got another request for art, a life-changing one. This time, it wasn't from a fellow inmate. A warden was leaving Attica, and he wanted a going-away gift. He golfed, so we asked Valentino to draw him a picture of the legendary 12th hole at Augusta, where the Masters Tournament is played. They call the hole the Golden Bell. This drawing was different than his other ones. It was really complex. It required more colors. And it was also a risk. I thought they were going to be like, what the hell are you drawing a golf course for? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know if they was going to turn on me. What I'm drawing a golf course for a warden for? You know, that thing can go bad for you in there. Yeah. The truth of the matter is that it didn't. They loved it. Why do you think everyone loved the golf courses so much? I think it was the colors, the greens, the peacefulness of the golf course. You know, I think that did it. 90% of these guys never golfed before. You know, most of these guys come from the same world that I came from. There's nobody golfing in this world. This is not a privileged lifestyle that we lived. The inmates didn't pick on him. Instead, they wanted more golf courses. One of them had a stack of golf digests and gave them to Valentino to use as references. The drawings are what you might expect if Van Gogh stopped painting sunflowers and took up golf courses. With just colored pencils, Valentino created intricately detailed, movie poster-sized works with waving fields of grass, trees, and ponds. Everything is super saturated, the colors making the scenery vivid, almost supernaturally beautiful. But unlike Van Gogh's landscapes and flowers, each of Valentino's drawings is one hole of golf. Each time I completed a golf course, it did something for all of us. What did it do for all of you? What it did was is it gave us hope. Even if it's a fantasy hope, even mm -hmm. if it's not going to happen, this is not a drawing. We're in this picture here. You need fantasy in prison in order to survive. Yeah. You need to be told a lie. You know, even if your lawyer knows he's not going to get you out of prison, just lie to me and say, hey, you're coming home in a couple of years. And this is what keep you going from day to day, you know, from month to month, year to year. You know, but at the end of the day, peace is what, you know, most of us should strive for, all of us should strive for in this life. And that's what the golf drawings brought. It brought a sense of peace. From 2010 to 2012, Valentino drew 130 golf courses, always using the images from Golf Digest. While looking for new courses to draw, 
he came across a column in the magazine called Golf Saved My Life. The letters were mainly from white-collar professionals who turned to golf in difficult times, like a breakup or divorce, health issues, career problems. Valentino thought about his own life and what drawing golf courses had meant for him, and so he decided to submit his own letter. Here's a passage from it. The light in my cell isn't good for drawing, but I do have an outlet to plug in my Walkman. When I draw, I listen to the cassettes to block out the noise of other prisoners, which can be relentless even in the block. I also work as a barber. I do push-ups, I run in place, and I read. Golf Digest loved it. They ran it six months later, and the story blew up. As Victor Frankl said, you have to find meaning in your suffering. To that I say, I thank God for putting me here to draw golf courses. Maybe one day I'll play. All of a sudden, Valentino was a star at the pen. NBC asked for a feature interview. The Golf Channel went to Attica to film a documentary. Golf Channel's never been inside a prison. And when the guards (laughs) pulled up that morning, I could hear them talking, what's going on? (laughs) (laughs) You know, after that day, nearly the whole prison knew about the golf drawings. So how did it feel to finally have this attention? It was a sense of relief. You know, it made me feel like finally justice is going to be served. Finally, I get some redemption here. You know, the world is learning about Valentino Dixon's wrongful conviction. Valentino was savvy. He sent 50 copies of the Golf Digest issue to lawyers around the country. He heard back from famous ones like Johnny Cochran, O.J. Simpson's lawyer. After 20 years in prison, Valentino was sure this was his chance. But in the end, nothing came of it. He went from the highs of being a media darling back to drawing in his cell. Freedom didn't come. Freedom didn't come, but it was a start. That start didn't pay off for a long time. When Valentino had been in jail for close to 27 years, out of the blue, a lawyer wrote to him. He'd read the Golf Digest article when he was just a young paralegal, but now he was a professor at Georgetown University. He told Valentino that a few of his students wanted to take on his case. So the students started digging, with Valentino's help. He knew every page filing in motion. But the real break came when they asked the DA who had tried Valentino about tests that had been done on his clothing for gunpowder residue. He's asked this question, and he casually states, oh, yeah, well, we tested everything and it came back uh, negative. Oh, so you're going to admit to that. Why didn't you turn over results? You know, and this is where the law comes in. This was the evidence Valentino needed for a retrial. If a prosecutor withholds any document pertaining to a criminal case or an investigation, then it's called a Brady violation, and the conviction must be reversed. This discovery represented a total miscarriage of justice. The current DA had no choice but to go back to court to drop Valentino's case. It took seven weeks, but on September 19th, 2018, the judge ruled in his favor. The judge says, take the handcuffs off him. The prison guard says, no. Why? The prison guard said, we need we need to take him back to the prison and process him out at the prison. The judge gets upset. She gets a court order from the state capitol that took two hours to get facts to her office. Wow. I mean, it's just a failure at every single step of the process. But this is our justice system. That's just how it go. But finally, Valentino was going home. 
he walked outside the courthouse into a flurry of flashing cameras towards his family. In the pictures from that day, he's wearing jeans and a black t-shirt, and he looks amazing, like a celebrity. He has this big, handsome smile that makes him look so much younger than his 48 years. Was it overwhelming? Yeah, for about 10 minutes, I believe it was overwhelming. But after that, you know, my spirit calmed down, and I told myself, you're going to eat a great meal tonight, and you're going to sleep better than you haven't slept in 27 years, and... Tomorrow, you got to go to work. It's time to go to work now. So what did you eat, and did you sleep well? I uh, went to Red Lobster because I never had lobster before, and I thought I was eating some great lobster, but it was good for that night until I started going to other restaurants. <laughs> so you did like lobster? Yeah, yeah. I had some lobster, some shrimp, and I came home to my mom's house and slept good, but then I had to hurry up and get up because uh, the day show wanted me on there, so I had five hours of sleep that night. So you were working immediately? Right away. I must have did about 11 interviews. Valentino had been in prison since 1992. For most ex-cons, adjusting to life on the outside can be difficult. But Valentino had been preparing for this for a long time. It wasn't difficult at all because I had already started adjusting to the outside world while I was in prison. The last 20 years, I was out here with those in the free world, you know? I refused to be stuck in the prison. Yeah, my body was there, but my mind was on the outside. My mind was navigating through life. Still, the world he returned to had changed a lot. Valentino was about to experience a bunch of firsts. I wanted an iPhone, you know, and I'm going to use this phone to run my business. That's what I did. Was it hard to get used to your iPhone? The phone was my biggest challenge. Nothing else. For the first couple of months, I wanted to take it and sling it down the street. But he didn't let that stop him. Valentino sat for five hours a day until he figured it out. And he kept drawing. Pebble Beach, Sawgrass, courses in Dubai, Ireland, and Scotland. Eventually, Golf Digest sponsored Valentino's first art show in Manhattan. The gallery tried to get him to lower his prices. They told him he wouldn't sell anything. He kept his prices high, and he sold 11 works on opening day. But it was another sale that got everyone's attention. Michelle Obama bought a drawing of the Golden Bell, the 12th hole at Augusta, as a Christmas present for her husband. The same hole Valentino first drew for the warden in Attica. Ask me, was I excited? (laughs) Were you excited? That might have been more exciting than the date I got released. (laughs) I mean, yeah. I mean, did you get to, did you get to talk to her? I didn't get to talk to her, but Barack Obama sent me a personal video thanking me for the golf art. Wow. Yeah. And then Golf Digest offered to fly Valentino to his first golf course. He'd placed himself on these greens, surrounded by rolling hills, for ages in prison. But now it was time to see if the real thing would live up to his imagination. That part of it was surreal. No matter how intricately you put something or draw something or visualize it, Seeing it in person is a whole different level of of visibility. I know these trees from a magazine. And five years later, I'm actually touching the tree that I drew four or five times. I'm sitting on the wooden wooden fence at Pebble Beach. We're related now, (laughs) me and this fence that I've drawn. Sometimes in order to 
to create something magical, you have to become one with it. You know, you have to become one with the subject matter. It wasn't just beautiful. Even though he'd never been there, it was already home. It's a funny thing, though. One of the things that was different about the real version, golf is really hard. I'm a horrible golfer. My swing is atrocious. <laughs> you should see it on video. I mean, they got video of this stuff. It's just, it's a bloopers type thing. <laughs> but that's okay. You know what I'm saying? Because I have fun. The golfer can't draw the pictures that I draw, and I can't golf the way the golfer can golf. So we just all stay in our own lane. Right away, upon release, Valentino was living a full life. He even met Tiger Woods. But more than that, he was back at home in Buffalo. And he moved into his grandmother's house in her basement. I don't care if I'm living in a basement or in a small room or in an attic or in a mansion. I don't, I'm not complaining. This is the best life on the planet for me because I knew where I was. But art is no longer the meditation it used to be, the escape into fantasy. Art is what happens now in between other parts of Valentino's life. I got all of these phone calls I have to make, emails I got to respond to, check in on my 93-year-old grandmother. I wanted her last days to be with me checking in on her three, four times a day, making sure she's all right, you know, put a smile on her face. I'm still going to find time to sit down and put the time in to draw these pictures. You know, I'm challenging myself all over again to have that discipline that I had inside the prison cell. But when you're doing that, I mean, do you still put on the headphones and like, do you still escape to that place? Like, does it feel the same as you're drawing or does it feel different? No, I don't. That's the one thing. I haven't been able to put my headphones on and listen to music because I'm making phone calls while I draw. <laughs> Before you were dreaming, now you're in the reality. Yeah, now I'm in the reality. It's a good reality. Valentino is constantly hustling now. But it's not all about becoming a famous artist. He's writing a book. He wants his own show where he draws and talks with people. He has a foundation that works on prison and sentencing reform. And every day, he takes calls from several of his old prison buddies and writes them letters. I got guys calling me from prison every day. At least seven of them call me every other day. Yeah, so some guys is like, they need somebody to just say hi to them. That is everything going to work out. And, you know, they just want to hear about my latest activities and what I'm doing. That gives them hope. But some guys, need, need, they might need a full package, you know. I got to talk this guy down, you know. And I have to think of the right words that I know that can penetrate their minds and their souls and give them the hope that they don't have inside of them. And what's the advice that works the most for them, you think? The advice that works the most for them is that you have options. You come from the inner city. You made some bad choices. You know, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. That's the whole reason he started drawing those golf courses in the first place. To give people hope. The belief that they might one day walk onto a field of green. Now he describes it for other prisoners. The soft pad of the grass underneath his feet. The smell of the flowers. He's working so that one day, they can join him there. They've only been out two years and six months. I'm just out getting started, Stephanie. You've been listening to Homemade by Rocket Mortgage. My name is Stephanie Fu. You can reach us at rocketmortgage.com slash homemade. Thanks for listening. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030.